Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. All right, so then you apply to college. Now, yeah. I don't know what college would not take you. Did you apply uh, to the Ivies? Uh, I mean, didn't, I wish I did, but I don't truthfully think I could have gotten in, but why? I wish I had just to Are try. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know if my test score was high enough. I'm a smart dude, but I don't know that I could have gotten into one of the Ivies. I mean, that's okay. crazy hard. Did you have to take the SATs and everything? I took the ACT, yeah. Yeah, I hate those fucking, let me tell you They're something. They're hard. I was, did very well in high, you know, like academically. I yeah. cannot take a test to save my life. Like I cannot, yeah. like you give me a multiple choice test and I will sit there for four hours. Mm. This has a little bit of truth in it. That's all, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think like that. I don't you're think really, like that. You're a great writer. You're stand up and all of your, I mean, you were so quick. I can't write. Nice. I'm great with multiple choice tests, but oh, you can, I I'm sure you're, but your jokes and the punchlines, that doesn't come naturally to me. Right. But for you, so I feel like maybe it's one or the other, or if you get both, maybe then you go to the Ivy's. Right. I don't know. Like, I don't know well, if that's a magic point. Well, you went but. to USC. Did you, did, did you, and you're studying psychology, which, yes. For, and I love the reason, you know, my son is also studying psychology. Um, oh, really? Where yeah. at? Well, he was just at Tulane and he's trying. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So okay. he loves psychology, probably because he has like 17 mothers. No, he has two moms. Plus, you know, he has now he has four mothers and three are Jewish. OK, so um, <laughs> I would study psychology, too. But, you know, he loves that whole, you know, the way humans behave and figuring, yeah. you know, stuff out. And you do it because you want to get deeper into your characters or yeah. to facilitate your acting. Yeah, it is. I, I also have, like I said before, I've always just been really, really into education. I mean, my mom was a teacher and I don't know if that had a huge influence on it, but I just, I've always been a learner. I always, I love being in class. I never wanted to miss class. And wow. for psychology, I was always just fascinated by how people thought. I wanted to know why they did the things that they did. I had heard when I was a kid, like the nature versus nurture question, which I think is what kind of guides a lot of people into psychology where it's like, okay, is it nature? Is it nurture? And to give you the simple answer, in my opinion, it's both. Both. It just kind of depends. That's always a lot of the answer for psychology. And that's what I found at USC. But in terms of getting to know a character, your job as an actor is to build this world. I mean, I'm sure you would agree with me that you have to be honest in your belief of what you're doing in right. the way that you're behaving. Right. And those thoughts are what drive that behavior. So you have to have these truthful thoughts and the way that you do that is by understanding why they occur right and the why? relationships that they have which help garner those thoughts and and the complex situations that allow you to really dive into this world and create an entire new one which then when you put it all together and you deliver it to an audience hopefully resonates with them yeah. and, and and they with your characters so that's really the idea behind it when I audition a lot, if it's a decent part, like I'll write a whole history about the person, yeah. you know, what they do, what their parents did, where they grew up, you know, because you really, you know, you're saying these lines, but what's motivating this person to speak the way they speak and use the words yeah. they, you know, 
um, and present themselves the way they they do. It's it's it really is fascinating. Can I ask you when you when you write those breakdowns? I'm just curious. Do you ever write in that character's voice? Because they all have. They, I mean, they all change, right? Right. Do you ever write as that character? That's a good question. I just write like. I, yeah, kind of like, I'm like, I work at blank. I do, you know, this, um, my husband left me. He's a fucking asshole, you know, like that kind of to try to just, and, and I also think of characters in my life that have characteristics of the, this person, you know, it's funny when you talk about nature versus nurture, because, you know, I, I have two sons, one um, my ex gave birth to when I adopted and one I had and she adopted. And I live nature versus nurture. It's, it is, it's so, and people will all, you know, I've often been asked, oh, you know, you like, you like the one you had better, the bio. And I'm like, no, I don't, like I don't. But there are things I recognize in Ben that I go, oh, that's from me. But then in Henry, he has, a lot of shit from me too, but it's different. You know, like it's, it really, it is such a combination of both things. It's so, it's so interesting too. And the biggest like theory that explains a little bit of that. And I obviously also don't have a doctorate yet. So what? <laughs> um, yeah, you will probably in about 20 minutes when we get on. <laughs> um, but it's like this social learning theory. And it's basically the idea that like we learn from our surroundings. Right. And I think that that explains a lot about at least my behavior about probably your sons where it's like, oh, you see these mannerisms because you raised him and he understands the way that you behave and has observed that and then like inputs it into his own life. And now right, right, that's right. one of his, you know, a defining characteristic. And, and I think that that's super super cool and then that's something that i think a lot about with characters too where it's like yeah he's by you know like if you have an absent parent which was for me my character ben gross and i i know that we're going to get to this later so i don't want to get too far ahead but ben was raised by two really a very successful father he's an entertainment lawyer right and he's got all these famous clients but he's not home a lot right and then his mom travels and does other things and, and all that and she's played by Angela Kinsey, who's one of my favorite actresses. She's unbelievable and super funny. And for me, it's like, okay, if he has these two very absent parents, how is he going to be behaving? Right. Because he doesn't have that type of attention or that type of love. And then you get to, uh, my character had his his own episode and it was, a lot of it was about capturing this loneliness that he felt and understanding a lot about his upbringing and understanding why he felt that way. And then because he felt that way, how was he projecting out at, at other people where he right. was insulting them or he was trying to, to garner attention through loud, brash uh, right. projections in, in certain situations? And that's what helped me really understand that is by understanding his background and then helping you know, me get into yeah. that headspace. It's so it, it is fascinating because, you know, being a, you know, well, you're a guy. Um, but you know, I think, I think a lot of men, welcome to New York. Um, I think a lot of men and, you know, especially standups who travel a lot and they have wives who take care of their kids. Um, and they get this other life, you know, and when a woman comedian has a child, it's really hard because, you know, you can't really, I mean, you can have it all, but you can't really have it all. Like I would take the kids when they were little, but then, you know, I had these kids and I have a limited amount of time with them 
And I would never get, I, it definitely had an effect on my career, you know, having children and coming out as a gay parent also, but I would never give that. I mean, like I would never give up the time that I spent with them. I wish I had more, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's so funny because, um, all right, there was this show. You don't know the show because you're 12, but <laughs> called Room 222. And it okay. was, I love the theme song too. Uh, but it was on when I was, it was on the late sixties and it was about a high school and it was an integrated high school. It had the, you know, there was a black teacher, a couple of black teachers. Um, It was great. It was about this one, pretty much, you know, this one black teacher. Anyway, there was an episode I was watching a few years ago where there was this kid who was kind of fat and, and um, was really obnoxious. And it, you know, in the whole episode, it turns out, you know, he's just trying to be funny so that people can like him. And it's always like, you know, you can be who you are and we'll still like you. And he wasn't even fat. He wasn't even fat. It was fat for 1970, like fat <laughs> in 2021 and fat in 1975 or 1970 <laughs> or 1968. It's like, I was like, he's not even fat. Why are they saying he's overweight? Anyway, and the kid was played by Bob Balaban. Do you know Bob Balaban, the actor? <laughs> oh my God, you gotta look him up. <laughs> You'll know him. Anyway, okay. but it's it's so it is so interesting because the people who like I know this with my kids, you see the kids who act out and are assholes mm-hmm. are miss they're missing something. Yeah, you know? there's always something negative attention. Underneath. Yeah. Yeah, I, and absolutely, and that's the 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 really cool thing too about that episode in particular that I loved is is the writing allowed for us to see that because right. a lot of times you don't notice and you don't know in real life what's going on behind these you know in these kids' lives and I think behind the scenes you know we talked a lot about it the writers and I and Mindy Kaling who's our creator and Lang oh. Fisher who's co-creator and showrunner as well like we talked a lot about that episode and understanding. That like yeah, there's this is there's a lot of complex emotions behind why this kid acts the way he does, right? And a lot of it does come from things that he does feel that he's missing in his life, right? He's that he's trying yeah. to desperately to find elsewhere, so right? It's about really humanizing someone who, on the outside, in the first episode, you know, they he calls Davy, who's our main character, he calls her an unfuckable nerd, which I is like a really horrible so thing to say, yeah. so shitty. And you're like, man, like, I am not going to like this dude. And then hopefully by the end of the series, when we get to know his life and we get to understand the reasons behind why he acts that way and that his homework human It humanizes him, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I was hoping, you know, for audiences that they would really feel for him. And that right. would get a lot of people to be like, oh, man, Ben, yeah. dude, like, I feel you, man. Like, this, this is hard. Like. Your home life is not as great as it seems. You might be wealthy, but you don't have a wealth of attention right. and a wealth of love, which is an entirely different but also needed, you know, sphere. You need of, it, of, right? Uh, it's yeah, like of, of yeah. parenting. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. 
It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. When you went on the audition, so you thought Darren Bennett, I think his name, or something Barnett, like that. Barnett, Barnett yeah. whatever. I tried. I can't read my <laughs> writing. Um, so you thought you got to the audition and you thought, you, oh my God, he's auditioning for the same part as me, but he's yeah. like chiseled and and then <laughs> yeah. you real, and you had like a hoodie on, right? Or something. Yeah. I, I came in with like, <laughs> I had a basketball jersey over a hoodie with like the most like hype shoes I could find, which coincidentally are like these beautiful Game of Thrones White Walker shoes. Right. They're like limited edition. They're my most favorite pair of shoes. And they're like these white and blue. They're really cool. So I looked like this very rich wannabe basketball player. And I saw him there and he's just this super chill, like a black tight shirt with a jawline that's cut in diamonds. Yeah. And I was like, how the hell is this going to work? And I try not to, you know, talk too much about competition and and I keep to myself a little bit but him I was like hey man how's it going didn't talk to me at all and I was just like okay never okay, mind go fuck yourself Did my audition yeah. and, and I <laughs> I left and then when we saw each other at the table read we both were like oh shit right oh, not the same thing that's that that makes sense now so you auditioned in LA right um yeah. and as a student were you a student when you auditioned so at USC? <laughs> coincidentally I had committed to go to USC. When I was at my freshman orientation, I got a call that I was going to screen test, which means there's about four yeah. or five people, give or take, left. And then you usually end up reading in person with the yeah. creators and the director and all that kind of stuff, executive producers. And they were like, you can tape if you want, because I was from Dallas and they knew that. And my initial audition was a tape where I just recorded the sides and sent them over. And they were like, you can do it. But I was like, 
screw that. Like I'm flying out. If Mindy's there, I'm going to die. I want to meet Mindy. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to give it my best shot. So I went and auditioned in person and that's where I met Mindy and Lang and the executive producers. Okay. So let's explain to everyone. I've also tested when you, you go on an audition, you get a call back, then you get like, okay, pin, we're pinning you. So, so you're Mm -hmm. you're one of three, four people. Yeah. Two people who are up for this. And it's like, you can't work anywhere else. You, we got you for this. And then yeah. you have to go and you audition and audition multiple times. Uh, and then the screen test, which is really not a screen, it's like you go in a room mm-hmm. and it's all the big wigs. It's like the network, the producers, the yep. showrunner, like it's the creator, you know. And you have to just walk in and be like, hey, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and audition. And then you're like, okay, bye. And then you wait wait an agonizing amount of time. Agonizing. Wait for a fucking phone call. Yeah. And for your dreams to come true. Yeah. And if you do, I can't, I feel like taping is shit compared to being in person. Like you don't get the essence of the person. Yeah. Yeah. I love, cause I also can go in there and like crack jokes and you can get to know right. me a little bit and hopefully I can be charming enough to like warrant a call back even if I'm not as talented for the right. role, you know? Like, yeah, but least, that like, doesn't work for me. That's, I go in and I'm like, oh, she's obnoxious. <laughs> no way, I don't believe uh, it. Oh, please. Um, so you walk in and, and Mindy's there. I love yeah, fucking we'll love- Mindy. I love her. I fucking I love her. I do too. I, I do too. She's like one of the most unbelievable human beings I know. And also so kind. And, and talent, so talented. Yeah, yeah it's smart. unreal how amazing she is at literally everything. It's kind of unfair. But oh, I shut was, up! Look at you, you ass. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was a huge mini fan because I loved The Office. I yeah, was same. a huge fan of The Office. I think their comedy is probably oh, like the smartest perfect, I've yeah. ever seen. Like it's perfect in my eyes. Right. So I didn't know if she was going to be there or not because she's obviously so busy and does a million things. And I was like, okay, like I had prepared myself for her not to be there. So I walked into the room and she was just sitting right there, like smiling and was like, hello. And I was just like, oh. Did you freak? Oh yeah, I freaked out. I was yeah. like, oh, hello. So then I got I got a little nervous right. and I just like spouted some dumb joke about like being from Texas and um, how I like had ridden my horse there instead of driving my car. Cause they were like, oh, did you find parking? And I was like, oh yeah, my horse is parked outside. I'm from Texas, ha ha. Like oh, luckily God. they laughed. I don't even remember it. Right. I don't know if it was a real laugh or not. But um, that kind of—I'm gonna go with not a real laugh. Okay, <laughs> probably not. I should ask Mindy and be like, "Do you remember if that joke was funny or not?" Um, but then we did the the scene, and it was crazy because the scenes that I had done previously were not what I tested with. They gave me new sides, and oh, one yeah. of them was meeting Andy Samberg in a Jamba Juice, which didn't end up being written, and and we didn't end up doing right. that for the season one, or you know. Spoilers, no, no season two. Sorry to disappoint for that, uh, for that interaction. But then the second scene was my character's crying scene in episode six, where he's so lonely and all of this boils over that he ends up crying in Nalini Vishwakumar, who is Davy Vishwakumar, her mom, who's right. a dermatologist, in that chair because he has this huge zit. And right. he winds up like talking about his loneliness and really letting right. his feelings go. And that was my screen test scene after this comedic scene with Andy Samberg and that was my test. And I remember coming out of that and I had, I don't have the easiest time crying to be honest. Right. Same. Like I football, like growing up, it was just like, yeah. suck it up, you're fine. And I'm not a great crier, but I don't know. I was just like, 
so into it for that audition. I had like a single cinematic tear just like roll down during that audition. And I came out of it being like, you know what? I did my best. And I called my parents. Which is all your parents said. They said, that's all they said. And then it, you know, luckily it turned out really well for me and it must've resonated with network and, and Netflix and Universal so and Minnie and Lang and all that. How long after? How long after? Um... I think it was, <laughs> this is also funny. I was actually at Nationals for theater. We had just performed Shakespeare in Love, which was right. also one of the most unbelievable performances I've ever had. 3,000 people in a packed auditorium in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is weird. Lincoln, yeah, that's but... a national th- theater thing that yes. you get invited to, that your school and... gets invited to. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I had just finished performing there and was on such a high and was sitting in this hotel room with all of my friends, Miss Biddle, the director, and she had known because I had screen tested during the re-rehearsals for nationals. So I had left the rehearsals for Shakespeare in Love to go screen test after we had performed Two days later, maybe I'm sitting with my friends at this convention and I get the call that I got it. And I just kept saying, I don't believe you. I have told my team. I was like, I just, I don't believe you. You're kidding. Right. You're joking. And then two weeks after that, I moved to LA and started shooting. And you started school when you like how soon? Cause you're a full-time a student. Yes. The fuck? <laughs> you're a full-time, I'm a full-time student. student. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also, I'm graduating a year early, actually. So I graduated high school in 2019 and I will graduate college next spring, which is 22. Okay. So I'm a year, I'm a year ahead. (laughs) Um, You doubled your, did you double your uh, course load or? Normal full-time course load. I take 16 units at USC. And then I also added a minor because I would have graduated even earlier if I did not have that minor. So my minor is in forensics and criminality because oh I God. love yeah. criminal deviancy. That's one of my dream roles is to play like a psychopath or a sociopath right. or something like that. Something really dark and meaty yeah. and have so many different types of complexities and to, to be able to portray that. Like one of my favorite performances is Heath Ledger's Joker and then right. um, Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Like right. that, those are really what I love and I want to do one day. So that's why the minor. But I started school about a month and a half and I had told Mindy... And like Mindy went to Dartmouth. Right. So obviously like everybody was like, oh, you're going to do school at the same time. That's going to be really hard. Right. I got, I got it. I got, I would totally do it. And everyone was like, I don't know if you should do that. Like, this is going to be a lot of, a lot of time. Like, I don't know. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And it wound up working out for me. I, I did really well and I'm still doing really well. I did it for the second season as well. I filmed even during COVID. I was shooting. I would do my Zoom classes and make that up and all that. And is it? Can you still do Zoom classes? And um, yeah, well, we were. What's going to happen? Yeah, I think it'll be in person. But my freshman year, actually, it was in person. So I was just missing class. I would just I work it out with the professors and I manage my time. Circling back to that. And I make sure I get everything done really ahead. Similar to how Barney, I had my lines done two weeks early. I have my essays written two weeks early. I reschedule exams if I have to miss them. And a lot of my professors are really accommodating. USC is really great about that in in most of the realms. And it's by a professor basis. So I try really hard to get professors that are willing to work with me and support my dreams. But I tell them I'm really serious about my academics. Like, check out my, well, I'm sure they know previous teachers. Yeah. yeah. And I, cause I want to make sure that they know that I'm not just like, has oh, anyone yeah, like around, has anyone been an asshole? I had one teacher who was really difficult, which sucked. What she class? Was, like, uh, 
uh, I don't want to say oh, just in fuck. case she still teaches okay. there, but it was, I will tell you, it was a, a teacher that was, it was once a week. Right. So I get it where she was like, look, if you miss four classes, I'm going to give you an F. And I was like, oh, fuck. Right. So I'll tell you, I'm not going to, I don't want to say this class just in case she can hear me okay. change my grade. But I wound up like having friends sign me in for attendance and then like figuring it out with production as well to where I didn't miss four classes and I wound up getting an A in that class. So, oh my God. Yeah, I figured it out, but that was, that was, that was rough. I, I mean, know I was a teacher. I was talking to Henry about this because, you know, he, um, he had, he left school and he had a few credits left and, and he got, you know, an internship and like, yeah. He had to get it approved. And there was this one teacher who was just like, no. And it's yeah. like, why would you stop someone from getting a college degree? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's why would you want to make it difficult. harder? I yeah. know. It's, it would, to be honest with you, literally, I would say 90 to 95% have been so helpful. Right. In different areas. Like the psychology teachers who like probably don't know a ton or have tons of actors. Right. Most of them are probably in the cinematic arts school, which is like right. the best in the country. But they're so nice. They're always like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Like, no worries. Literally, yeah. I've had no problems in the psychology department. Like everyone's so kind and willing to help me like achieve my dreams. Well, look at you. You're yes, like Mr. Helps. Perfect. No, not at all. I'm so far from it. I'm just trying oh, really hard. I'm trying. <laughs> What do you want? What are your goals? Like, what do you want to do? I mean, I know you've always wanted to be an actor. Yeah. But you're going to get your degree. Yeah. You're such a little baby. You have your whole life ahead of you. Do you, what do you, like, what do you want to accomplish? Well, I think a bunch of things, but firstly, acting absolutely always first and foremost in my brain. Right now I am overjoyed and like feeling like every second of my life is unbelievably not real because of the success of never have I ever like we've got, I think it's like 48 million viewers globally. And I play a Jewish character. Right. I I know it's amazing. I play a character that has so many different levels. I'm in a world created by such talented people, Mindy and Lang and the rest of the writers that like have created this unbelievable universe that has so much representation and diversity. a lot of diverse, diversity, yeah. It's something that's crazy amazing about our show and I think why it's been so popular and resonated so well with critics and with fans and, and anybody who's seen the show because there's something for everybody. So I think in the future, trying to find projects that continue to do that. Right. I, that I love playing really complex characters. I love being in shows that champion diversity or or ideas that are previously thought to be taboo or not talked about mm-hmm. or that means something to people. I think being an actor and a psychology major too, like if I wasn't an actor, I think I would want to be some type of forensic psychologist right, or psychologist right. in general. I don't know. Cause I love, I like what makes to, people tech. Yeah. I, well, I want to also help people too. If right. someone watches our show and it's like, and I've gotten messages before from fans. that's like, Hey, I really related to this part of your show and it really helped me out in this point in my right. life. That's what I want to continue to be able to do. Yeah, that's I want to do projects where people see this and are like, this made me, whether it's like, hey, if it's a crazy, awesome action movie and I help them forget about their life for for an hour and 45 minutes, then I've accomplished my job and what I've wanted to do. And I think writing is is really difficult. And maybe if I could learn a little bit more about that, I would love to do that. But I think probably the most likely other alternative is directing. Because I was a coach in high school, I love working with actors. 
And on set, actually, I get to collaborate a lot, which is really cool about our show, is Mindy and Lang and all of the directors, and they change frequently. They allow me to ask so many questions. I'm sure I annoy the shit out of them. But like, I, I get to really dive into that and learn more and I think that the more I learn, the more confident I'll be in seeing what comes out for the future. I can't take it with you. You have like, uh, all right. I, and I think you should need to do a Broadway play at some point in your career. God, if I could sing, I so would. I know, but they a do play, straight play. I could do. You yeah, could do a play. Yeah. I would do a play. I would yeah. like to do a play. That would be fun. That oh, like, it's the best. Especially to be in New York too. I know. And it's I like, the, it's York. so fun. Um, all right. I asked my podcast guests two questions. Okay. Okay, I'm very pro mental health. Very because I yeah. have anxiety, depression, absolutely I like mental Jews, you know, inbreeding. You know how we are. What do you do for your mental health? Mental health also is super big for me. I also do struggle a little bit with anxiety and and some of that stress. And I think for me, it's fitness. Yeah. I I love lifting. Lifting and being in the gym is is huge for me during COVID. I, like a lot of people, had to find a way to change my workout routine yeah. and figure that out because I also was a power lifter in high school. So it was always something that was really big for me. Right. And it became a huge part of my stress relief. And, you know, during COVID and while we were shooting, I wound up buying like adjustable dumbbells and a bench. Same. And I worked with with people to, to find a workout routine right. because it's so important. After like working a 14-hour day, I would go home and I'd lift because that's how I relax. You have to relieve your stress. Yeah, exactly. I just, I go and I work out. If I'm ever stressed, I go on a run or I, I lift if I can, I'd much rather lift than run. Cardio right. sucks. I hate it. Um, but you know, it helps me feel better. And then also I think talking to my friends, I think I'm really lucky to have a really strong support network. And I think too, it's really hard sometimes to reach out. And right. I know that I struggled with that when I was in quarantine, but I think that like if I had any advice, I would just say like to anybody listening that also struggles with that, the biggest thing that I think helped me is knowing that I'm not alone, that right. other people that you may not even realize might struggle with this as well. Oh, and please. Just a conversation yeah. that talking, talking to people, talking to friends, knowing that you're not alone and reaching out to somebody can help them. It can help you. It doesn't have to be talking about yeah, anxiety and depression if you're not right. helpful with that. And then also being a psychology major, therapy, like therapy right. is awesome and super helpful. The best. And I also- the best. Like, it's so, it's so great. And I, I know that it's becoming more mainstream, which is so great. I know when I started going, yeah, I went, started going at 18 Yeah, and I was what year, 1980, 81. I went Mm -hmm. and I like telling my friends, like I go to a therapist, like it was like the biggest thing. Yeah. There's a stigma for sure. Right. And it's, we got to stop. And like their day, I have, sometimes I have just horrible days. I hear you. I'll just, and I'll go on Twitter and I'll say, you know, I'm having a bad day or I wake up, I woke up this morning and people are like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you're not alone. You're You're not not. alone. Even the people you think don't suffer, suffer. And it sucks, but it's temporary. It's not going to stay that way. But absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready to quit show business anyway, but um, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So that's mental health. All right. So yeah. I call the podcast Kill Me Now because I get pissed off at everything. Like I get, I am every day. I'm like, oh my God, kill me now. Because like really everyone <laughs> annoys me and I can't stand anything. And so what pisses you off more than anything? in the, Like what makes you so fucking angry? <laughs> um, yeah, 
I try to keep it cool, like a cool, calm and collected yeah. persona. But to be honest, the thing that pisses me off the most is probably something if it's me rather than other people. If I'm late anywhere, I am in such a bad mood. Really? Like, I, I, oh my God. If I'm a minute late, I, I, I'm going to lose my shit. Like I have to be early everywhere I go. Like I'm at least 10, 10 minutes early. Oh my if it's God. You're so the opposite late, of my, you're so the opposite of me. It frustrates me. So I, but my mom's like that. So I would blame my mother because it, it literally, she would rather be an hour early. She would take me to auditions when I was a kid and we would sit on the 405 for two hours, whatever, and still get there an hour early. <laughs> no way we were going to be late. And now it's still ingrained in me and I can't get out of it. So yeah, there's, I, I used to be late all the time. And then my therapist was like, why are you always like, and it was because I was addicted to the, oh my God, the, the, like the, the fight or flight, you know, yeah. like, yeah. oh my God, I gotta get there. Like I was addicted yep. to that. And I also That's always, probably me. I always think I have way more time than I do. Like I'll have, fi- really? I don't ever want to sit around doing nothing. So I'll be like, yes, oh, I'll I get agree. there in 15 minutes. And then I have, and then it's like 19 minutes. Oh, I have four minutes. I'll go, you know, bake bread. You know, like it's so stupid. <laughs> like I'll do an activity that takes way more, you know, it's really bad, but that's a big thing too. The, the late I think thing. I'm the opposite. I literally, it, I always feel like I have less time where I'm like, I've right. got to get this done right now. And then, which know, is why like you have days. good time management. But then there's a couple of days where I have nothing to do because and I do want to kill yourself. Don't you want to kill yourself? <laughs> I just get frustrated. And then I right. like, go watch Netflix and right. like, do something right. instead where I'm like, all right, well, now I guess I'll sleep. I like to take naps, you know? I'll yeah. Do that. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's hard to be bored for kids now. Like we yeah, I can't used to around. being bored. We I cannot were bored because we didn't have all this shit. So we'd be like, I've all right, we got to find something to do. We got to find something to do. And I feel That's, like no. being bored though. Here's the thing. I think being bored sort of, it, it, it makes you more creative and it makes you you know, people don't know what to do with their free time. And it's like, yeah. people invent things. People are like, oh, I have nothing yeah. to do. Let me do this. Let me try Get the, into you know, a new skill yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I like to, I like to, if I am bored, I will find something to get involved in. Okay, I can't wait. sit around. I get so I can't jumpy. either. I'm like, I yeah. have to find something to do, whether it's learning a new skill, whether it's right. going to. And you love baking. You know, whatever. And I, I'm a huge baker. Yeah. If I'm bored, I'll bake something. Absolutely. Like I can't just sit and do nothing right. for like, I'm the same if, way. It, if it passes three hours, I, I've got to get up and go figure something out. <laughs> I get depressed. Um, <laughs> Jack, I real can we, can I meet you when I come to LA? You are the cutest oh, fucking thing I've ever we'll seen. We'll go to a Jewish deli. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, I, love, I love it. And I want to meet your parents because they're fucking <laughs> le- uh, Laura and, and Jason. Uh, and, <laughs> Um, Michaela, and I can't with the fucking perfect family. All right. And say hi to your grandparents. I will. I will do All right. that. Thank I you so say. much for having me. Oh my God. So thank you. You're here. the best. You're the best. You're so adorable. I wish Back I had a daughter. You. I wish I had a straight cisgender daughter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Jaron Lewison. Mr. Perfect. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast would not be possible without the help and dedication of Brittany Jo Sowards. If you are a listener of the show 
which apparently you are because you're listening to the end where I'm sure everyone like, you know, cuts out in the middle, but I am fascinating. Um, please subscribe. If you haven't already, please leave a review. If you haven't already, tell your friends, tell everyone to listen to my podcast. Everyone's going to be in the car. It's a really good podcast. You know, I deserve five stars from every person who has ever listened. Okay. Now, if you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. I mean, seriously, mental, you're mental because you're listening to my podcast, but you can also get the audiobook, which you can listen to in the car, which is fantastic. Okay. So there you go. Check it out. Check out my um, website, judygold.com. I just wrote a piece for, uh, you know, a short piece for CNN uh, about what it was like to return to a comedy club after the pandemic. I'm in the movie Hysterical that you can get on Hulu, which is about... uh, female stand-up comedians, which I'm one of them. Hey, no. You know, you can see where I'm performing. I am in, uh, if you're on the Cape or near the Cape or want to come to the Cape, I am performing all summer at the Art House, Friday night and Saturday nights in July and Tuesday night and Wednesday night in August. So come see me there. Follow me on Tweetar. Follow me on Instagram at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. You know, like Jew, because I'm a Jew. Listen, have a great 4th of July. Have a uh, safe travels to everyone. Please get vaccinated. I don't fucking feel like wearing a mask because some asshole is a conspiracy theorist. So get a fucking vaccine. Okay. Very important. And that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.